Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. It's hour two. It is a Monday. Halloween tomorrow. Live in Los Angeles. It's the herd wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Uh, just tip of the cap to all the people at Fox who put this together every year. It's sensational. If you're listening on radio, we'll try to show it off throughout the course of the day, today, tomorrow. Tremendous work, J-Mac. Our people behind the scenes, the public doesn't see we do every day. Committed, wonderful, and we appreciate it. Who did better work, setting up the set or Zach Wilson on that final drive in regulation <laughs> to force overtime against the Giants? Unfortunately, when you're a broadcaster, you have to watch even the ugly ones. And that was three and a half hours of nonsense. Second best drive of his career. Oh, brother. Phenomenal stuff. All right, before we get to the Hall of Famer, Jimmy Johnson, Colin is right, Colin is wrong. Plenty of both on a Monday. Here we go. Where Colin was right. Well, I said three weeks ago, don't worry about Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. They're going to be fine. Appendix, uh, ACL, pandemic, calf injury. He's been bad in September his entire career. But I think Cincinnati, along with the Jags in Baltimore and KC, are the class of the AFC. I think Burrow is situationally brilliant. Excellent judgment. Moves well enough. Beautiful touch. I thought he was the best player on the field yesterday in a game with a lot of Hall of Fame-level players. Where Colin was wrong. I'm not a huge fan of Will Levis. Little cocky. Falls in love with his arm. Was not my favorite prospect. But the kid can sling it. I'll say that. Uh, four touchdowns. Listen, the Titans need to find a quarterback. They've been doing this, running this T- Tannehill thing back for years, and it was a good debut for the kid. Uh, again, I think I think he's going to end up being a little bit of a hot or cold quarterback. There's going to be Sundays you fall in love with him, and then he's going to drive you crazy because he's very arm dependent. But I was wrong. That's a heck of a debut. Way to go, Will Levis. Where Colin was right. Sean Payton would eventually get the best out of Russell Wilson, is what I said. I didn't know if Russell was going to be great. But right now, Russell Wilson's passer rating is 101.7, fourth best in the NFL. They're now running the football. Sean had a lot of things to fix. The culture, the O-line, Russell Wilson, it's not his GM. 
But I thought what you watched yesterday, he's playing younger defensive players. They're playing now with energy, and he's running the ball. It's a little like Pete Carroll did with Russell in Seattle. Russell becomes a bit more complimentary, and say what you want, yesterday's a blueprint for what I think Denver will look like the rest of the year. Where Colin was wrong. I think that... I thought the Titans were going to be open for business and trade Derrick Henry, but sources say he's not getting traded. Now, the deadline is tomorrow. He's expensive, but I don't think when you look at his production, he's that expensive. I think Dallas should make a run at him. Tony Pollard feels like a number two, and that offense is very C.D. Lamb dependent. But I think I'm wrong here. They're saying they're not going to move him. It's the last year of his deal. Uh, He's still highly productive and can really help you if you're looking to play action pass or not be entirely quarterback dependent. Where Colin was right? Even when Brock Purdy was winning, I said he's good. I don't see the special. He's a little small. He's mobile but not electric. He's got a decent arm, not special. And you see when he's on the road or is in a game against Joe Burrow, it's pretty obvious. When playing from behind, it's pretty obvious. I like him, but he had three turnovers yesterday. One of them a fumble. There's been concerns about his hand size. He threw a couple of nice balls to George Kittle, and Brandon Ayuk dropped another one, hit him right in the face. So I think he's a good player. But when we got into this MVP Brock Purdy talk, that stuff's just silly. Where Colin was right? My sources said before the season that Jordan Love, there was no juice or it. He was mostly a game manager. He's got a 78 passer rating. He misses badly on even layups and easy stuff. Five straight games without a touchdown in the first half. Some of these are home games against average defenses. Here's Matt LaFleur on the offensive struggles. Well, that was uh, obviously tough to watch. you know, just way too many mistakes, penalties, drops, not being able to convert on third down, conversely, not getting off the grass on third down, struggles in the red zone, uh, starting the game out, I want to say four three and outs. Um, yeah, it's hard to get into a rhythm offensively. Yeah, I feel like I've watched that post game five straight weeks for Matt LaFleur. Where Colin was wrong. I thought the Phillies looked like those 99-2000 Yankee teams, a team of destiny. But like the Philadelphia 76ers in game six and seven, they couldn't deliver at the plate. That included Bryce Harper. I was rooting for him, but their four big bats went one for 28. Arizona deserves the credit. Maybe they're the team of destiny. But I felt we were looking at historically one of the most special postseason runs I'd ever seen in a crazy stadium. But it was not meant to be. Where Colin was right. The Jags win at Pittsburgh. They've won two times overseas. The only undefeated team uh, this year. What did I write? Oh, in October, they're 5-0. and I thought they'd be the number one seed in the AFC. I had him number one. I Trevor Lawrence, I think, is a sensational talent. I think Doug Peterson, one of the things I like about Doug, he gets the ball to the people he should get the ball to on third and fourth down. Trevor Lawrence has 100 passer rating. Their defense suffocated the Steelers. I really like this team. We've been asking all year, are they good? Yes, they keep showing us. They're good. That was Pittsburgh weather. That, for a Florida team, that was Pittsburgh weather, and they were dominant. Where Colin was right. We warned you. We kept saying all week, upset alert. Oklahoma going on the road against Kansas. Kansas has a heck of a coach. They're a basketball school with a heck of a football team. Listen, Oklahoma barely beat 3-5 and five UCF the week before. 
Uh, they did have a game for the ages against Texas. I think Oklahoma and USC are not as good as their fan bases wanted to everybody to believe early. But this game had upset screaming all over it. National TV disrespected basketball school at home with some real players against an Oklahoma team that wasn't as good as their record. Uh, Colin Wright, Colin Wrong on a Monday. Now the good stuff. NFL Hall of Famer, one of the few coaches in the history of the sport. Natty's in college, Super Bowls multiple in the NFL. It's Jimmy Johnson. He is joining us live. As the, as the country gets cold, he's down in the Keys wearing a, a workout shirt. You know he picked the right place to live. So I, I, you know, I, I'm going fishing in about 15 minutes, Colin. Okay, so I'll, I'll take this shirt off and get on the boat. All right, I'll wrap it up quick, and you can grab a Heineken and fish it for me as well. All right, here we go. So I said about Dallas, they are good at home with a lead. I thought yesterday you, you just had a, a franchise that – I've seen this three times this year. They clobber somebody. It's almost as if there is a there is a recipe for Dallas. Now they got to go to Philadelphia, and I kind of know what I'm going to see there. Is there a way to create continuity and a more even cowboy effort? Because I think like Buffalo and Dallas week to week, I have no idea what I'm getting. Well, yeah, I think as far as you ask continuity, uh, I would say a running game and defense. If you're really good defensively week in and week out, you're going to be pretty consistent. If you've got a great running game week in, week out, you're going to be pretty consistent. Uh, so, you know, defense and the running game goes on the road extremely well. Uh, but this Dallas team, they're extremely talented. Uh, and when they're throwing the ball to CD lamb, uh, he can make some things happen. So, you look at against Philadelphia, I think the whole key is going to be which receiver is going to have a hot day, C.D. Lamb or A.J. Brown, and who's uh, going to be able to uh, keep from turning the ball over. You know, the turnovers will determine the game. But I, I think Dallas can beat Philadelphia this week. So I had suggested the Derrick uh, Henry move at the trade deadline, and you were somebody that was willing to make moves. He's a one. Tony Pollard feels like a two, a dynamic two. Your thoughts about trade deadline moves for the Cowboys. Is there anything, you know, you would make, you'd pull the trigger on this. You did. Is there anything they should be uh, a little cautious about? Is there anything you dip your toe in tomorrow's the trade deadline? I, I think the big concern would be financially if, you know, it's going to wreck your salary cap totally. Uh, but if there's room uh, and if you can justify it with your salary cap, uh, without question, you know, Henry would give them a complete football team. Yeah. You know, they'd be able – now I think it would make Pollard that much better player uh, because he's kind of a uh, a fringe player. And, you know, if you're bulking up on the inside to stop this, the tough running game, Pollard can make some big plays, you know, going outside and, and hitting an open seam. Uh, but, you know, they are close to a complete football team right now. But a running game, a really physical running game would make them better. So I, I watched you down by the Dolphins, and I, I said that they were a little bit of a fraud early where they weren't a physical team. It was a track team. But I do, when I watched them yesterday, they put away a Patriots team. And I want to ask you, Jimmy, in all your years of football, did you ever have a team that was a bit constructed like Miami, lots of speed, questions about their physicality, 
Can you change that in the final eight weeks of a season? I think the big thing about the Dolphins right now is having a Vic Fangio on defense. You know, you know, there were some you know local writers and people here in South Florida were asking me when the Dolphins were struggling defensively early. I said, you know, just be patient. You know, first of all, you got some injuries on defense. Fangio is a an outstanding fundamental football coach, and they will get better as the season gets on. Now, if they can get you know, the X-Man at one corner and uh, Jalen Ramsey at the other corner, both healthy, Yeah, they'll be that much better. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not one to have an offense that's not going to be able to run the ball well, but they, they are, people are so afraid of those receivers, <laughs> you know, it opens up some scenes for the running game. I mean, Tyreek Hill, I mean, he's unbelievable. I, I don't care what kind of coverage you have, he's going to get behind you. Yeah, you know, no, he is, and I and I'll say this about Mike McDaniel: he's not a coach that needs to be right. He looks like he's a guy that wants the solution to problems, right? He's not dogmatic. If you could tell him this will make you better, like I think he would listen to Fangio. Oh yeah, and and you know the players love him. The players love playing for him. I I think he's got the right formula right now with the team that he's got with the talent. You know, he's running an offense that really suits his talent uh he's a smart football coach and i i think uh hey they could very well be at you know right there at the end uh in the mix uh, you know because you know i don't see anybody in the afc other than if joe burrow gets hot you know there in cincinnati uh that's going to give them a problem i think kansas city's on the downhill slide you know all they would take on kansas city is if travis kelsey if he was to get hurt they would struggle offensively oh yeah uh, but that, that defense is carrying them right now. So you have teams like San Francisco and Seattle with Shanahan and Pete Carroll, you know them both, that there's some limitations at quarterback, but they're really nice teams and they mostly win their games. And I have my friends in Seattle and it's, you know, that's where I grew up. And it's like, I like Geno, but I'm not unrealistic. And I like Purdy. He made a couple of really nice throws. You saw that to George Kittle he, and he can move, but you put him on a field with Joe Burrow and it's different. In the building, you got the roster in Seattle. You got the roster in San Francisco. Would you draft a – even though you're winning a lot of games, do you draft a quarterback high next year or third, fourth, fifth round? Where do you go as a coach when you love the roster but your weakest talent may be quarterback? I, I, I think you know, when you look at your roster, you know, they're on a professional football team, the most important person in the entire building is your quarterback. The second most important person on in the in, build, in the building is your talent evaluator, and that may be the coach. Right. Then the third most important is the coach, but you got to have the quarterback. And I made a mistake when I was with the Dolphins. I had Marino, and then on, yeah, but he was an, you know he was actually injured every single year that I coached him. Uh, but behind him, I had Craig Erickson. So I thought I was in pretty good shape there. So I didn't take Drew Brees, and that was a mistake on my part. Yeah. Anytime you've got a, an opportunity to get a quarterback in the in professional football, I don't care who your starter is, uh, you need to take him. You know, when Joe Burrow was coming out, Jimmy, my comp was a better version of Tony Romo. He can move, not a huge arm, elusive, uh, and he's obviously he, he is better than Tony Romo. But I always liked Tony. I always thought Tony was a not only a good broadcaster, was a very good quarterback. Burrow's fascinating to me because, Jimmy, it's not a size thing. 
It's not an athletic ability thing. It's not an arm thing. What is the juice with him? What do you see? Well, you know, Norv Turner, who's a close friend and, and really does a great job with quarterbacks, was around some great quarterbacks, you know, Dan Fauci, Coach Aikman, on and on. And so he was with the group that worked out all the quarterbacks uh, as they got ready for the draft, you know, the Sam Donalds, the Baker Mayfields, uh, on and on. And he called me and he said, Joe Burrow has got more of what you want in a quarterback than any quarterback I've ever seen. Wow. This is before the, before the draft. Uh, he said he has got extreme confidence. He's got a great arm. He's got a great feel for the game. He said he's better than anything I've ever seen. Wow. This was before the draft. And, uh, and, and Burrow has proven it. You know, you love to have him as the leader of your football team. You love to have him as the key guy throwing the football. Um, I mean, he is a special, special talent. You just don't see it come off. You come around that often. Yeah. It, it, it's almost anybody could see an Aikman or a Josh Allen. It is interesting that you, you, and by the way, in your career, you leaned on guys, your offensive line coaches, personnel is really hard. So speaking of that, and I don't want to pick on a kid, but one of the first things that concerns me when I see a young quarterback is that, do they miss the layups? I'm not asking you to throw it down the field like Mahomes. You got to go 10 right. for 10 on stuff in the flat. Drag routes, underneath stuff. That was really what turned me off initially from Zach Wilson. He's missing the easy stuff. You got to go 10 for 10. I see Jordan right. Love, Jimmy, and he's missing a lot of easy stuff, and it really concerns me. What do you see? Yeah, you know, the, uh, yeah, we used to have a kind of a joke, you know, a running joke that, yeah, somebody said uh, that they watched Troy Aikman uh, in practice and the ball never hit the ground. <laughs> uh, but that was true. I mean, it shouldn't hit the ground if you're throwing against air. Uh, you know, if a quarterback, yeah, you, you, number one, you want him to be a great decision maker. But number two, he's got to be accurate. I don't know that you ever improve the accuracy of a quarterback. Uh, and if you've got an inaccurate quarterback, you're never going to be able to count, him, count on him in the crucial times. Uh, so if you don't have an accurate quarterback, you better draft one. So I think Sean Payton, it, the lift, and you've done this before, Jimmy, Oklahoma State, Miami, Dallas, where you come in and you know you got to change some stuff. <laughs> then you get in the building and you got to change more than you thought. The culture, the O-line, <laughs> the staff, the owner's crazy. I think Sean got to Denver and went, I thought I had three lifts. I got about six. They can't even get the lunchroom. They can't get the lunchroom right here. But I got to tell you, He's now using Russell like Pete Carroll did, complimentary right. to the run game. And I watched yesterday, and I'm like, I know Mahomes was sick, but I think you can win seven, eight, nine games playing like that. I didn't think it was luck. That was my take. Yeah, you, know, you run the football. You know, Russell Wilson's got talent. You know, he's proven that over the years. You know, as far as going into a, a, a losing situation, I, I didn't realize Dallas was so bad until I got there, you know, I, I looked around when I first got there, you know, they didn't even have an indoor weight room. It was, you know, they had a, <laughs> like a, I said, where's all the players? They said, it's too cold to work out here. Nobody works out here in the off season. I said, that's going to change. And then I looked at the roster and I went, Oh my God. So I cut my starting quarterback. No, I traded my starting quarterback, Steve Fuller. I traded him to Kansas city for a three and I cut my leading receiver 
because he couldn't outrun me. And so (laughs) I was in total shock as far as the talent level. But they had Tom Landry. They had a great coaching staff, and they had had three straight losing seasons. They were 3-13 and with Tom Landry. Uh, So you had to change some things. Well, Sean's in a little bit better shape. He's got a quarterback that can win. Uh, Just run the football, protect your quarterback, let him make a few plays and get some young guys on defense. Yeah. All right. Um, Now you're going to go fishing. What's a good day fishing? Now, now, is it uh, mahi? Is it – what are you going to fish for today? I'm going to try to catch me five Heineken lights. And if I catch them, (laughs) I'm going to have a great day. Jimmy. I love talking to you. We don't get you off, but I love. I think you're going to have success. At least four of those Heineken lights will show up. All right. Thanks, Jimmy. Talk to you later. All right. Perfect answer. Perfect answer for a dumb question. Uh, all right. Now, you know, he, he makes a great, a great point with Troy Aikman. And Jimmy and I have talked off air about this. Troy Aikman at practice, ball never hit the ground. The Jordan Love stuff. It's like, come on. That's stuff in the flat. And, 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 I, and I'm not picking on Jordan. I, this is what I felt about Zach Wilson. I'm like, I don't hear about the wind. You got to get layout. The flat stuff's got to be 10 for 10. Mahomes doesn't even think about that stuff. And so when you're struggling on the gimmies, it's over. And I think you have to be honest about it. Now, I, I don't think people complain about Herbert. He, he's oh, a who? Well, well, you were at the game last night, but people will he, say about I Herbert. Mean, he's, he, he's literally automatic, 12 yards and under. He, 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 automatic. The internet. People, come on! They don't know anything about football. Anybody bashing Herbert knows nothing about. So you football. went to the game last night. He was phenomenal. Does he ever miss a gimme? He does not. It does. It's He's just, incredible. It's laser, laser. Now you can argue he doesn't go to his fourth read. He never. Well, he misses. was last night. He had a lot of time in the pocket, but. Yeah. Um, He's in a different stratosphere. Jordan Love can't – I mean, I know people will say his guys aren't getting separation. Well, it's weird. They were for Aaron Rodgers last year. Like, what's the difference? Um, yeah, Jordan Love definitely feels like a bottom seven, five Yeah, I mean, I just – I think I, the way I would categorize, it's a hit or a miss. And it feels like a miss. It's okay. But he, it, there's no problem trotting him out there every week now because you're going to be bad and you'll get a high pick and you get a quarterback, right? Yeah. I mean, it seems – you know, it's nothing against – he can play in pros. There's a lot of guys in this league. He, he could be a backup. Yes. The high, there's nothing wrong. You could make a lot of money being a career. Who? Chase Daniels. By the Didn't way. play forever? Yeah, and Chase Daniels isn't broken down because 15 years of getting smoked behind bad old lines. Holding so, a clipboard. There's a lot of <laughs> if, if you, bad job. If I, if I signed you up and said, you're going to play pro football and make seven figures for the next 15 years and you won't get hit much. If you're not going to be a superstar, that's not a terrible living. Not a terrible living. Yeah. One more herd. The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming. And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. A lot of backups playing yesterday. Quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins, season over, torn Achilles. That stinks for him. Although I do think it sort of signals... Uh, pivot for the Vikings to get another quarterback. There's a lot of teams that need it. We'll talk about that in a bit. Jay Mack now with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. So, Colin, it's weird. I, on my podcast, I kind of defended Brock Purdy. He's taking a lot of heat right now on the interwebs. People are saying he's the problem. I'm just telling you right now, I, I see... Bigger problems. Uh, the defense, specifically the offensive line, has been awful. Kyle Shanahan was asked if the losing streak will impact San Fran's decision-making ahead of tomorrow's trade deadline. Here's what he had to say. No, none of this changes anything with the trade deadline, how we played today or how we played these last three weeks. But I do believe we have the answers in our building. I believe we have good players. I believe we have good coaches. Uh, it's up to me to get them to do better. Uh, we got to sit here and wait about 14 days to deal with this feeling that we have, which nobody wants. Um, but I think we need to. I think our guys need to be pissed off a little bit. I think we need to come back with a little better focus um, because it, ha- it hasn't been enough and we haven't been getting it done. Yeah, who do the Niners play next week? Well, they're in a bye, I think, and then they have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence. This is a tough schedule. For some of this is just they're playing Minnesota on the Minnesota's road Monday not good. night. They, they should not have lost that game. All right. Of course, I was on the Niners. All right. um, so last year, do you remember this? They started the season three and three, then lost to the Chiefs, blowout fashion. They were three and four. Sky is falling, 49ers. Um, they won their final nine games last year. So let's not overreact to what we Well, we've everybody seen. overreacted to the Bengals starting, and I was like, slow down. Yeah. I think <clears throat> you went crazy. The Niners, my Me? takeaway on the Niners is everybody's going to look bad against Joe Burrow over the next three months because uh, I think they're going to end up in the AFC Championship probably. I will say. You know, we talk about the pro football focus grades. 
The 49ers offensive line is grading out as awful this season. Like, yeah. very bad. They lost the right tackle, McGlinchey. Yeah. His backup is terrible. One of their guards is 72nd out of 80. Their center's not good. Their other guard is yeah. 68. Well, that's where they're going to... If you look at the Niners draft, that's where they're going this year. They well, got to get a, they, they got a tight end last year, and I think round three. They got to attack the O-line. Well, I, do you think they make a move here in the next 24 hours? Hey, let's grab some depth on the O-line. We're going to need it. I don't know. You know, the they, they, they have they, the they have two, two very capable linebackers. Would I move a linebacker for a really good interior old lineman and a six-round pick? I'd think about it. Speaking of uh, the defense, it feels like they're giving up a little bit more. Well, I than think they, they were last year under that guy, uh, D'Amico Ryan. Yeah, no, I think. Coach. Listen, coordinators matter. They went from a D'Amico is considered like lightning whip quick until to a guy. And I just don't think they're as good defensively. Tough three games, right? They're going to be okay. I think uh, so, too. In the NFC, they're going to be fine. They're not getting the number one or two seed. That's not happening. That's okay. They're built to win in the road with a run game. All right, I wanted to bake in some extra time for this next topic. It was the game you watched on the airplane. The New York Jets survive in overtime. A punt fest. Uh, 24 punts in the game. 15 in the first half. I watched all of them. Yeah, you love punts, don't you? Gross. Was there any vomiting on the plane? No, no I watched the I watched the first half on a most of it in a plane, and then the second half, uh, you know, at home, and all of it was awful. So I think Zach Wilson and the Jets started like 0 for 9 on third down. Over, I mean, they couldn't do anything, and I was just like getting sick to my stomach. I was at my son's volleyball tournament watching on Red Zone, just muttering f bombs left and right. Yeah. Some parents are like, Jets, huh? Yeah, I was like, yeah. However, Brian Dable, Colin, fourth and one. All you got to do is a tush push, which they've outlawed because of the injuries. You need one yard, and the game's over. They decide to kick. The kicker shanks it. You know. Zach Wilson goes, uh, what, 50 yards in two plays? Now he Zach, had a big completion. Huge. Um, I do want to ask you this. So, in overtime, the Giants win the coin toss. You're on your third string quarterback. The Jets couldn't move the football all day. Why didn't you say, we don't want the ball? I, we'll let the Jets get the ball. We'll stop them, get field position. Um, Sh- should they have considered that? Now, I know people are going to say, that's silly. No, I think I think this game was all about defense. I yep. think in the... And by the way, the, the Giants' second or third string quarterback couldn't throw the ball down the field. I mean, yeah. it was all flat. I mean, Dave Ball's dog cussing on the sideline. Yeah, he was upset. There is... I would have given... The, the ball Jets. up to the Jets. Yeah, I would have said, we don't want the ball. Thibodeau had a big day. They couldn't block him. Oh, he had, I think, three sacks. He was he, living in the backfield. Dominant day. But that's one of those games where, like, we don't, we don't want the ball. We'll just play defense. And as soon as the Giants got it, I think there was a penalty. Oh, no, no. They were then, buried in their end. Yeah, buried. Then, Zach Wilson, I got to give him credit. He was picking on Adoree Jackson. Did you see that? Yeah, they, Adoree Jackson couldn't guard anybody. And then he had the huge flag in overtime. And I'm just, like, going crazy. Listen. You take them when you can. It well, wasn't pretty. Out, you're banging on Philadelphia, and they're like six and one or seven and one, and they win ugly. Well, well, banging the on. Jets win ugly, and you're celebrating. Philadelphia wins ugly, but drops 30, 28, 30. Philadelphia is a much better version of the Jets. They're not pretty, but they win games. The difference is I get Jalen Hurts, you get Zach Wilson, and I get a better roster. But, I mean, this is what Philadelphia is doing that everybody's banging on. They win. It doesn't matter. You win. Now, the Jet, you're always limited with the Jets because of the quarterback situation, but it's a nice win. I mean, this. What you know what this proves once again? Robert Sala's not the issue. Jets love to fire coaches. I don't know. Sala, what side of the ball plays well? His side. They're in every game because of Sala. 
Colin, if Dable could get that one yard late in regulation, it's over, and then the Jets are getting crucified. Well, that's you the lost to Tyrod and Mike DeVito. Yeah. Is it Danny DeVito's son, by the way? I gotta ask the actor. I, I doubt it. I have it. no idea. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. gonna go with no. Final story uh, to the NBA. Lakers have dropped two of their first three. Mm. Tough loss in OT against the Sacramento Kings Ooh. last night. Look at Kevin Herter swatting. <laughs> De'Aaron Fox was awesome. And I know you watch this. Listen, we love the NFL, but I, we're watching Tonight's NBA. a big NBA slate. A great NBA game. LeBron, uh, amazing, 27-15 and 8. Did have eight turnovers. Um, and LeBron was asked his thoughts on the one and two start. He was like, we got some really good moments. Uh, good rhythm collectively. AD, 30 and 16. Uh, Austin Reeves. Struggle bus. Yeah, one for 12. Yeah, he's been choppy this year. They, well, they can't you know, figure out their rotation. Last year, it was like, who's this white guy who's big on golf on Instagram? Yeah. And that's Austin Reeves, and he surprised people. Now they're like, oh, that's well, the Olympian. We got to lock him down and adjusting to him. And Reeves is. So I will say this. I've watched, you know, I, I, I don't waste my time watching bottom half NBA teams in the regular season. Really? I, watch, I watch about t- 10 to 12 teams. The two oh. best teams I've seen. And on their best nights, easily. They haven't played much. Denver and Boston, who we predicted to be in the finals, look great. Denver and Boston. And they're very similar teams. That their two best players are in their prime. And then they have another guy, a Porzingis or an Aaron Gordon, who are actually unbelievably talented, who are viewed as three or fours. Boston and Denver look really good. Okay, Indiana Pacers, we hyped them 2-0. No, no, no. You're not watching? Pelicans 2-0 with Zion. They're, they're talented. And did you see Wembenyama Friday night, the game that he had? Oh, he was freaking awesome. And then last night they lose to the Clippers by 40. Um, yeah, a lot happening in the NBA. Keep your eye on Denver Celtics final. Oh, really? Oh, Favorites no. getting to the finals. Yeah, let's let me keep an eye on that well, one. Well, when you have a seven-game series, you don't have many upsets. <laughs> J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromise. Well, if you don't get enough Cavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromise and also uncensored by the way so maybe we'll go at it even a little harder it's going to be the best after show podcast of all time there you go over promising and remember you could see it on youtube but definitely join us listen to over promised with cavino and rich on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. 
This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Sunday on Fox, it's one of the biggest games of the year. Oh, yeah. Dallas versus Philly. Dak versus Jalen in America's Game of the Week. The next chapter in this historic rivalry kicks off Sunday at 4 Eastern on Fox. Cannot wait. Some big college football games. That is a home run game. So Kirk Cousins, uh, torn ACL, uh, torn Achilles. So, uh, you know, like an Aaron Rodgers, you get older, you do that. Uh, the chances of coming back and being as good as you were are pretty slim, although Aaron Rodgers bouncing around before the games. So it, it, what it does is it gives Minnesota more impetus to move to the next guy, which is what they should do. You know, I, I think about this. There are people that have good jobs, and they stay there. They're content. There are people with good jobs, and then they get on the phone and try to get a better job. That's fine, too. But if you get a great job, there's no reason to necessarily get on the phone. And there are about seven quarterbacks, maybe eight in the league, and we all know who they are. You don't need to look for quarterbacks or draft them. Everybody else should draft a quarterback every year. But I was thinking about this morning, who really absolutely, it's, it's, um, it's really bad management if you don't draft a quarterback. Atlanta. I mean, they're already benching Desmond Ritter. They have an offensive coach, so Atlanta needs to draft a quarterback. The Jets, off the Achilles surgery, Zach's not the guy. They have to draft a quarterback. I'm not saying first round. Giants, you can keep fooling yourself on Daniel Jones. They're better with Tyrod Taylor. They are. Uh, Packers, come on, be honest. I know, small town, Milwaukee, you're all nice people. Be intellectually honest. That ain't going to win. 
uh, Chicago, you have to draft the quarterback. I don't. The backup kid doesn't do much for me. He's fine. He does get first downs, but he, whatever. Justin Fields, my guess, isn't going to work. I'd clean house on everybody in this organization, but they have two great picks. You have to draft either Drake May or Caleb Williams if they're available. You have to. Raiders, Garoppolo, health, draft one. Tampa Bay, like Baker, limited, draft one. Vikings, now the Cousins injury, contracts up, draft one. Now, New England and Washington, I would give Mac Jones and Sam Howell another year. Um, I do. I, there's something there. They can make throws. I mean, I've seen I've seen Ben Sam Howell lose shootouts. He moved the ball against Philadelphia, sometimes quickly. But I think you have to draft a quarterback. Maybe not first or second round, maybe, but I would draft a quarterback. And Seattle with Geno Smith, stop with the Drew Locke stuff. This team is limited. If Geno's the guy, you're not hoisting a trophy. And Pete Carroll now, what does he have, five, six years left head coach? You want to get the guy and make a real run. Um, you can you can talk about Denver. I don't know how Denver's going to get out of the Russell Wilson contract. You could certainly include them. But I will say this. We keep, we keep saying this about Russell Wilson. His numbers this year are very similar to Patrick Mahomes. Now, he has a much better receiving core than Mahomes does because Cortland Sutton and Judy both have real talent. They also have a tight end I like, and they have good running backs. So right now it's Travis Kelsey and a bunch of nothing in Kansas City. So you're not going to go buy another quarterback. You just can't afford it. You're paying your backup instead of money. So Denver, my guess is, would draft a quarterback if they could find one. Uh, Probably not first round because they just need players. But it just does show you. Now, prime example is J-Mac went to the Bears-Chargers game last night. And if you have Herbert, there was a moment in that game which for you kind of crystallizes what a franchise quarterback is. Me and my buddy were on the Chargers and we're like, we need points late first half. You get the ball with like a little over 90 seconds. Herbert, we're going to get three here minimum. Maybe we get seven. Herbert gets seven. You know, like he goes right down the field. You have the confidence. A guy not on your list that is never going to go the length of the field, Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh. They're never, so, so this is a great one. And this is why I say the Packers are in better shape than the Steelers. The Packers aren't good, and everybody knows why. Pittsburgh is going to convince themselves it's Matt Canada. And so, and he's a local kid. Pittsburgh's very loyal to their own. It's mm. a very small market in, in the in the if you look at the NFL, it's not close to big as Philadelphia, Chicago, San Francisco, LA, New York. Pittsburgh's got a lot more in common with Green Bay's sensibility than they do New York's. And Pickett is better. Pickett's a starter in the NFL. I don't think he's a high-end starter, but he's a starter. Green Bay privately, do we have the Matt LaFleur bite after the game yesterday? I mean, Matt LaFleur has had the same post-game comment. They haven't scored a first-half touchdown in a month and a half. And the first sign you don't have the guy is play calling, refs, drops. Listen to Matt LaFleur after yesterday's loss. Well, that was uh, obviously tough to watch. Um, You know, just way too many mistakes, penalties, drops, not being able to convert on third down, conversely, not getting off the grass on third down. Struggles in the red zone. Uh, starting the game out, I want to say four three and outs. Um, yeah, it's hard to get into a rhythm offensively. If you're going to miss on a quarterback, aren't you better off missing badly? Seriously. San Francisco's like, yeah, that doesn't work at all. They move them out of the building. You're way better off missing, and it's not close, than getting a guy that's good enough to win with the right coordinator and defense 
but he's not really special and everything has to work out perfectly. I mean, Pittsburgh's now blaming the officials. You had six penalties. Jacksonville had six penalties. What are you talking about the officials? You're at home. There was a call I didn't like that went against Pittsburgh. Six to six. But Pittsburgh's going to convince themselves, local kid, they've got the guy, and they're going to convince themselves for six years, and they're not going to ever stack up with Lamar, Burrow, Allen, it. They're not. So Green Bay, I think, inside the room, they all know the truth. Good kid. He could back up, but he's not the guy. Okay, so one more that did not make your list, Colin. We both like their quarterback. They're, you like their team a lot, but the L.A. Rams. Stafford gets his hand injured against the Cowboys yesterday against the helmet. We don't know the status yet. Nothing come out, but that did not look good. Um, if he's out multiple weeks, uh, the Rams are who we thought they were in the offseason. This is like not a great team. It's They're all not going smoke to and mirrors. So do you take a quarterback in the first round or a second? Oh, so the Rams are fascinating because they can do multiple things. Stafford is good enough for two more years if you give him protection to make throws. We saw it early in the season. But if they could draft a quarterback, I don't think they I think there's too many teams that want him and will move up. So I think what the Rams are going to do if they finish with like the 10th pick or the 9th, I think they're going to sit Stafford now, move up and and draft somewhere top 8. So they can get, they could easily move down to 15, 18 and get a surplus of picks and you build the roster up and then you tell Stafford, we're going to give you a real roster. They also have about 70 million in cap space. Go get an edge rusher. Go get another receiver. Go buy a left tackle. So I think that my guess is on the Rams. They'll take a quarterback if it's available, but they're not getting Caleb. There's too many teams that need one. They're not getting Caleb. They're not getting Drake May and they're not getting Michael Penix. So do you just stay there and get the second-best left tackle or the best tight end? That's an argument. But what the, what the Rams, should, and my take is, trade all the way down out of the first or deep first and get another second. Trade Aaron Donald. Get two-thirds. And then just spend money, stack it with first and second and third-round picks and give Matt Stafford one or two more years with a real roster. That's Because if, if you hit on these draft picks, you're not paying them much. Yeah. Gives you, it gives you money to spend. In, that's... So Denver could potentially just say, you know what, we're going to take the dead cap hit, move off Russ. Do you think that play is in play for the Rams? We're just going to take the dead cap hit. Thank you, Matt Stafford, for your Super Bowl. We're going to move off you, draft, and rebuild kind of quickly. But why would you not? I, 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 I don't know if someone's going to trade for again, Stafford at this stage. It, I, think I like the, him. I way. believe this is what I've been told. The, rafts are gonna, uh, the, the Rams are going to wait until draft day and see what transpires. It, this this draft could go a million different ways. When the season ends, this is going to be the most fascinating draft because when the season ends, my guess is if Stafford's hurt, they don't want to risk him, right? So they're going to they're going to sit him and they're going to lose a bunch of games. Rams could end up seven or eighth pick. Then you're in the derby for Penix, who I think they would take. Wow. There's one way to get fast. There's one way to get good in this league. You draft a quarterback good enough to play, and for four years you can stack your roster because you're paying nobody. Now you'd have a cap hit for a year on Stafford. But my guess is they will take a quarterback if they're in the top 10. But if they're like 12th, 13th, and everybody's jumping over them, I don't think they're going to do the that. The history of taking a quarterback mid-rounds, Russell Wilson, huge home run. Seattle was in the mix for a while. Dallas with Dak, mid-round pick. Brock Purdy, uh, maybe you can find a guy, third, fourth, fifth round, and supplement the roster with high end. They have no talent on the defensive end outside of Aaron Donald. None. Cowboys went up and down the field. It yeah. was it was pretty embarrassing. Yeah, no, I I think that's I think that's a that's a reality. The guy we liked last year, Max Duggan, didn't happen. Chargers gave him a shot. Uh, the guy I would keep an eye on, 
uh, is Sam Hartman out of Notre Dame. He's not an early round pick. Yeah. You get him mid late rounds. All right. He's a gamer. Okay. You're not a fan? Well, again, here's the 10 teams that need a quarterback 10, 11 teams. This is minimum. I mean, we're not including. I think Denver's going to draft one. Not first, second round, but I think they will. There's a lot of teams. That's a third of the league. And that's minimum. That's a third of the league that, are, that need to draft a quarterback. It's the only position worth more than a point in the sport. Hour three, Mark Sanchez next. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.